It's three o'clock somewhere. Time for a My Mochi ice cream snack. My Mochi ice cream is cool, creamy scoops of premium ice cream wrapped in sweet, pillowy dough. And get this. All of My Mochi's fabulous flavors, like strawberry, mango, double chocolate, and cookies and cream, are only around 80 calories per piece. Talk about a guilt-free, indulgent experience. Each box of My Mochi ice cream has six perfectly portioned, gluten-free mochis that are great for grab-and-go. So feel good while curbing your afternoon cravings, or the midnight munchies, yeah, You know who you are with the joyfully chill sensation of My Mochi ice cream. Find My Mochi ice cream at Target or visit MyMochi.com to locate a grocery store near you. Primetime Duel. These will be dueling town halls at exactly the same time. Then, Sign of the Times. Fights breaking out across America over political signs. Oh my gosh, cut it out! And caught on tape. Neighbor versus neighbor sign snatchers. And COVID-19 restaurant disaster. The driver who plowed into diners as they ate in the parking lot. And Sweet 16 super spreader. Schools shut down and 270 people told to quarantine. Plus, worried about COVID-19? Civil unrest? Election chaos? The Doomsday Ranch to survive the collapse of society. All our members are encouraged to stockpile weapons. Then, ex-wife under arrest. Charged with hiring a teen to shoot her husband nine times. But he's still alive. Did you think this was a random attack? Absolutely not. And why the rousing anthem for freedom is taking on a whole new meaning today. edition with Deborah Norville. Hello, everybody, and thank you for joining us. There will be no debate Thursday between President Trump and Joe Biden, but the two candidates will be facing off in competing town halls in different cities. But unfortunately for viewers who would like to hear from each of the nominees, the events are set for the exact same time. It's an historic showdown. Two town halls, two different networks held at the same time. Joe Biden on ABC with George Stephanopoulos moderating. President Trump on NBC with Today Show anchor Savannah Guthrie moderating. Savannah and the president will be at least 12 feet apart from each other tomorrow. And the audience will also be socially distanced and required to wear those face masks. The Trump town hall will be held outdoors at the Perez Art Museum in Miami. NBC says they're taking unprecedented steps to independently verify that the president isn't a danger to Guthrie or the audience. NBC News has been given a statement by Dr. Clifford Lane, clinical director at the National Institutes of Health, indicating that he and Dr. Anthony Fauci have both reviewed the president's recent medical data and have concluded, quote, with a high degree of confidence that the president is not shedding infectious virus. The dueling town halls, both at 8 p.m. tomorrow night, have voters in a quandary. Which one to watch? Brian Stelter is host of CNN's Reliable Sources. If there are really any undecided voters left, I think they'll be doing a lot of channel surfing, flipping back and forth between Trump and Biden, or maybe recording one on the DVR and watching later. Clearly, Trump wants this head-to-head matchup. He wants a ratings competition with Biden. He thinks he'll beat Biden in the ratings. 
Meanwhile, the president is feeling pretty good, once again dancing the night away at a massive rally in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, but expressing frustration at his poor poll numbers. Suburban women, will you please like me? He's under fire for, once again, claiming he's immune to the coronavirus. And now I'm immune, they tell me. I'm immune. I could come down and start kissing everybody. Man and woman, look at that guy, how handsome he is. I'll kiss him. Not, not with a lot of enjoyment, but that's okay. Today, he's doubling down on his attacks on Biden's mental state, retweeting a photoshopped image showing a wheelchair around Biden in a retirement home. Meanwhile, Biden is working to win over elderly voters that could put him over the top in battleground states like Florida. When he throws super spreader parties at the White House, Republicans hug each other. How many of you have been unable to hug your grandkids? Trump supporters are coming out in force to fight for their guy, gathering on Fifth Avenue outside Trump Tower with what they say is the largest Trump flag ever, big enough to cover the Black Lives Matter mural painted on the street. The third and final presidential debate will be held next Thursday. As of now, both candidates are supposed to meet face-to-face in Nashville. And if you need more evidence of just how heated this presidential contest is, take a look at this. Two men getting into a knockdown, drag-out fight over a political flag. Stephen Fabian reports, in these contentious times, if you post a sign or hoist a flag supporting a candidate, you may be asking for trouble. Has it really come to this? Y'all need to stop. Two men going at it as witnesses plead with them to stop the nonsense. Oh my gosh, cut it out. They're slugging it out over a Joe Biden sign in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Talk about a battleground state. With just 20 days to the election, angry scenes like these are erupting across America. These two are fighting over a Trump flag outside New Orleans. And this knucklehead is coughing on Biden supporters. Millions of Americans have placed political signs on their lawns to show their support for one candidate or another. On this block, you've got plenty of signs for Joe Biden. But in the same town, one street over, you've got plenty of signs for President Trump, too. But during this election year, some of those signs don't stay in place for long. This guy in Jacksonville was caught on a ring camera ripping a Trump sign out of a neighbor's lawn. And this fella brazenly came all the way up to a front porch to take down a Trump sign. This guy's taking off with a Biden sign. Dr. Stephen Stosny says America is suffering an epidemic of election stress disorder. This election is more negative than any in my long life. And I go back to Kennedy and Nixon. I've never seen where voters are attacked. The anger and frustration is playing out amid the contentious confirmation hearings for Amy Coney Barrett, which entered its third day today. She is turning into a Republican icon. The calm she displayed, the legal intellect, the poise. The 48-year-old mother of seven is quickly being known by her initials, ACB. The hearings wrap up tomorrow with an outside panel of witnesses testifying either in support or opposition to Judge Barrett's nomination. It was no secret the First Lady was not happy with that recent tell-all book published by her former friend, not to mention the secret recordings made public to promote it. And now the First Lady is firing back with a lawsuit brought by the Justice Department on her behalf. 
Don't mess with Melania. That's the message from the U.S. Department of Justice, no less, which is suing Melania's former best friend for writing that scathing tell-all book, Melania and Me. The lawsuit claims Stephanie Winston Walkoff broke a non-disclosure agreement she signed when she was hired to work at the White House in the early days of the Trump administration. Now the government wants to seize profits from the best-selling book. That's every cent she's earned. Uh, when I first first started taping uh, Melania, I had already left the White House. The filing of the lawsuit comes 12 days after Walkoff went on CNN and released secretly recorded tapes she made of her conversations with the First Lady that revealed a Melania we've never heard before. Where I am, I put a, I'm working like a I know. Christmas stuff that, you know, who gives a about Christmas stuff and decoration, but I need to do it, right? On the tapes, she also lashes out at Stormy Daniels. Annie Leibovitz shot the porn hooker. What do you mean she, she shot the porn hooker? Stormy. Washington Post reporter Mary Jordan, author of the Melania biography, The Art of Her Deal, says the Department of Justice lawsuit is unusual. The Trumps have sued thousands of times, thousands of times. But when you have the whole power of the U.S. government, the Department of Justice, uh, you know, that's a whole other level. Walkoff released this statement in which she calls the lawsuit a bullying tactic. The president and first lady's use of the U.S. Department of Justice to silence me is a violation of my First Amendment rights and a blatant abuse of the government to pursue their own personal interests and goals. Melania has made it clear that she wants to remain uh, mysterious. She doesn't want people to write about her. Wolkoff's book reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list. These days, people eat outside because it may not be safe to eat inside a restaurant during the pandemic. We've told you how eating outdoors sometimes has its own set of dangers, but now it's turned deadly. Here's Jim Murray. It's heart-stopping video as an SUV plows into diners enjoying a meal outdoors. You see the Toyota 4Runner zip across four lanes of traffic before slamming into the tent set up in the restaurant parking lot. The 69-year-old driver is said to have accidentally hit the accelerator instead of the brake. The aftermath is devastating. Other diners tend to the victims. One woman was killed and seven others injured. During the pandemic, outdoor dining has become a big thing. Authorities say the restaurant in San Jose, California, did not have a permit for outdoor dining, nor did they have barricades in place like these in Culver City, California, meant to protect the patrons as they eat. Les Trent picks up the story in Long Island, New York. Jim, this popular venue for weddings and parties is now being accused of hosting a massive super spreader event. A Sweet 16 party held here at the Miller Place Inn. 81 people reportedly attended the Sweet 16. 29 came down with the virus. It gets worse. Because all those party goers didn't realize they were infected, a total of 270 friends and family members are now under quarantine. People were not following the guidance of wearing masks. There was no social distancing. And it was an indoor event. We know that there's a significant difference between outdoor events and indoors. 
The restaurant where the Sweet 16 party was held was fined $10,000. Officials say the 81 people inside exceeded the state maximum of 50 occupants, and they say many people were not wearing masks. The restaurant claims they didn't know the restriction on the number of occupants included staff. A miraculous story of survival from a man who was shot nine times at point-blank range and survived. He says the whole time he was being attacked, he wondered, who's my wife sent to kill me? Well, now, as Amber Cagliano reports, she is under arrest. Dramatic video as a woman is arrested for allegedly hiring a hitman to kill her ex-husband. He was ambushed and shot nine times, but incredibly, he's still alive. Nine shots in me. I had, I think, 12 uh, entry and exit wounds. Baron Lee was in a bitter custody battle with his ex-wife over their son. I could deal with a bad wife, but I couldn't deal with a bad mother. As Lee walked to his car, cops say a masked assassin was lying in wait, telling an accomplice he was going to cap someone, according to court documents. I took a shot behind my right leg, and that's when I fell to the ground. Um, pulled myself behind the car door. He comes around the door and he's standing over me at point blank range. Fired the first shot without looking. It went in my chest here. So he shot me uh, in the leg, in the hip, and twice in the arm until the clip emptied. Did you think this was a random attack or did you think it was something else? Absolutely not. I mean, from the get-go, I, I just was wondering who was that that my wife had sent to sh kill me. Cops found a GPS tracking device on Lee's car. It ended up being the victim's ex-wife who had purchased that tracker. That led police to arrest 30-year-old Sharon Kelly. The investigation also led to this 17-year-old, who was allegedly to be paid $13,000 for the hit. Cops say his getaway driver was another 17-year-old. All were charged with attempted murder. What do you want to say to her? Honestly? I hope she rots in jail for the rest of her life. Incredibly, Mr. Lee says he's not angry at the teens who've been charged in the shooting. He says they just made a bad choice. And this man wrote the lyrics for one of the longest-running musicals of all time, Les Miserables. Well, he passed away at the age of 95, but his songs will live on, especially the one that's become an anthem for freedom. It's the rousing song from the hit musical Les Mis that has become an anthem for freedom around the world. Now, the talented band who wrote the classic lyrics, Herbert Kretzmer, seen here backstage at the Golden Globes in 2013, has died at age 95. But his song, Do You Hear the People Sing, lives on. Last year, millions of protesters marched in Hong Kong while singing the anthem. It's not the only song from Les Mis to inspire millions. I Dreamed a Dream made Susan Boyle a star. I dreamed a dream and time gone by. And One Day More brought the Oscar audience to its feet. One day more. But it's Do You Hear the People Sing that will live on as an anthem for freedom everywhere. Before he passed away, Herbert Kressmer wrote that he was proud that his song had become an anthem for people fighting injustice. He said it gave him his legacy. Next, worried about COVID-19? 
Civil unrest? Election chaos? The Doomsday Ranch to survive the collapse of society. All our members are encouraged to stockpile weapons. Plus, birthday girl Beverly Johnson in a bathing suit. Can you believe she's 68? And the touchdown inspiring the world. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. Secret Pregnancies. Next, Inside Edition. Getting pregnant during the pandemic and not telling your friends about it until you have a baby. Why so many moms are keeping it to themselves until the big reveal. Then, battle over playgrounds across America. There was two men working out right next to the swings. Families versus gym rats. We do our best to isolate ourselves from the kids. Watch the next Inside Edition. There has been plenty of speculation that election night may be a long one as ballot counting for the expected record turnout may take some time. Well, some people are preparing for a lot more than just a long night counting votes. We're activating for the election because of possible post-election violence. Inside Edition is taking you inside a doomsday shelter where dozens of Americans will take cover come election day. Our members are coming here, quite a few of them, and so we'll have the election returns on. Drew Miller, a former Air Force intelligence officer, is founder of Fortitude Ranch. Accommodations range from what's deemed luxury rooms to economy class. So just to save space, you know, you put the bed up and then just uh, bring it down when you want to want to use it. You can also take refuge underground where essential items such as rice, beans and flour are stored for those who think doomsday is just around the corner. Also stockpiled, plenty of weapons and ammunition. The weapons here are our weapons, staff weapons, but all our members are encouraged to stockpile weapons. Fortitude Ranch is located in secret locations, one in southern Colorado and the other is in West Virginia. A yearly membership fee starting at $1,000 per person will provide 10 days at any of the ranch locations. Should there be a national crisis, all members are allowed to stay for the duration. Kiki Bendela, a Colorado insurance agent, has been a member for 18 months. To me, it just kind of struck me as a really great insurance policy. It's something in the back of my mind that if the need arises, that we can go out there. Let's hope she won't need it. And the founder of the group says if everyone decided to come to the ranches at the same time for all the members, there is plenty of room to accommodate them. Still to come, birthday girl Beverly Johnson in a bathing suit. Can you believe she's 68? And the touchdown inspiring the world. She's one of the original supermodels, and now Beverly Johnson is celebrating turning 68 in the way only a supermodel can. Beverly Johnson strikes a birthday pose. The supermodel just turned 68, and she's really turning heads in this sleek black one-piece. And NBA champion L.A. Laker LeBron James is showing off the not-so-little playhouse he bought his daughter for her sixth birthday. So this is outside the house. And then this little girl has the nerve to have her own house. The Playhouse is a mini version of his Los Angeles mansion. Inside, there's a sofa, kitchen, and even a breakfast nook. Watch as Zuri keeps her new house clean after Dad tracks dirt inside. Oh, my bad. I got your floor dirty. (laughs) 
and rock legend Stevie Nicks is posting her first TikTok video. Watch as the Fleetwood Mac singer laces up some roller skates as her classic hit Dreams is playing on a retro turntable. Stevie Nicks calls herself a proud technophobe. She says she doesn't own a cell phone or a computer. When we come back, one of the most touching touchdowns you may ever see. Finally today, an on-the-field moment that only happened with a little help from his friends. It's an inspiring moment under the Friday night lights. A paralyzed high school football player makes a touchdown with some help from his teammates. It's a moment he will never forget. Three years ago, Brady Sprick thought his football days were over after a car accident left him paralyzed. They're going to go first and goal for Brady. But with a buddy on either side, Brady is lifted from his chair and lives out a dream. It, it felt amazing. It had been about three years since I had put pads on, and right away it felt a little bit weird, but then it was like I could get to this again. Brady's kind of marching to the end zone. Brady's mom was in the stands. To see him get to get out there and finish something that he started three years ago, indescribable for us. Class act. Class indeed. Go Brady, number 32. That's Inside Edition for today. I'm Deborah Norville. Thank you for watching. Wear your mask. We'll see you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. The Hargan women seem to have it all. From the outside looking in, we were blessed. My mom was amazing. But as detectives would soon learn, there was a lot going on inside the Hargan household. Ashley and I have been calling my mom and the house and Helen. No one's answering. 63-year-old Pamela Hargan gunned down in her own home. Her youngest daughter, Helen, lay dead upstairs. Patrol, when they arrived, assumed or thought that there might have been a murder-suicide. But for the detectives on the scene... There were things about the scene itself that were concerning to us on day one. Who would want to kill their mother and their little sister? There is no boogeyman here. It is exactly who we think it is. I'm Peter Vance Sat from 48 Hours. This is Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings. Listen to Blood is Thicker, the Hargan Family Killings, starting May 8th, wherever you get your podcasts.